there, fellow traveler. Welcome to American Road Trip Talk. We introduce you to the fascinating people and places behind each edition of American Road Magazine. I'm your host, Foster Brown. Today's Trip Talk is all about a very unique birthday present that turned into a famous restaurant's very unique calling card. The location for the strange but charming site is Al Johnson's Swedish Restaurant and Boutique in Sister Bay, Wisconsin. The eatery is located near the tip of the beautiful Door County, which was the subject of a full-length article in our winter edition of American Road Magazine. Our guest and guide is Lars Johnson, the son of the restaurant's founder, Al Johnson. Before we get to our interview, here's a word about wintertime in Wisconsin. It's time once again for Fun Photos featuring the Barkers. Today's pictures come to you from a ski chalet in northern Wisconsin. That was fun! Woohoo! Yeah, who'd have thought we'd go skiing and visit a spa all in one day? I'm gonna kick my feet up by this crackling fire. While you do that, check out these pictures on my phone. Hey, that's me catching some crazy air. Next stop, X Games. Yeah, you own that bunny hill, huh? You know it, baby. Look at this picture. Here we are at the spa. You were right. The massage, the facials, they were great. We should do that again soon. Only next time I wouldn't eat that salad. Um, honey. Yeah? Those cucumbers were meant to be placed on your eyes. And the seaweed wrap? Same thing. Ugh. The fun doesn't stop once winter comes to Wisconsin. Find your fun at TravelWisconsin.com. If you are touring around Door County, Wisconsin, that beautiful peninsula that forms the lower leg of uh, the Bay of Green Bay in Lake Michigan in the state of Wisconsin, one of the places you have to make a stop is Al Johnson's Swedish Restaurant and Boutique. And to talk to me about this very unique restaurant is Lars Johnson, one of the family that owns Al Johnson's Swedish Restaurant and Boutique. Lars, thanks so much for joining us here on American Road Trip Talk. Yes, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Tell me something about the background of this restaurant. It, it, it is. We're going to talk about what it looks like, but... Uh, where did this concept for this restaurant come from? My dad started the restaurant in 1949. Shortly after graduating from Marquette University, he had a little Swedish diner in northeastern Wisconsin, and it wasn't until the um, late 1950s uh, that he met my mother, who was vacationing in Door County from the country of Sweden. And my dad had already immigrated to the United States with his parents when he was a young boy. When he met my mother... Things really started to take off in terms of the the nostalgia and trying to keep up with the Scandinavian culture. And it, it wasn't until 1973 that we brought buildings over from Scandinavia, oh. log buildings. And on those log buildings, we have sod roofs. And we have live goats grazing on our roof. <laughs> I know. Going to your website is quite an experience because I have to tell folks this. There is actually a goat cam. Can you just briefly describe what the goat cam is? We actually had, you know, such an interest in, in our goats from people that have been coming here for years and years. And our marketing firm, Door County Productions, decided that he thought it would be a great idea if we came up with a goat cam so people could keep an eye on the goats from day to day. And, and you can go to the 
go to our website at aljohnson.com and click on the goat cam, and hopefully you'll be able to see the goats from the comforts of your own home or the comforts of your office or wherever your that laptop is. or iPad may take you. That is cute. Well, not, let's step back a little bit. Was the sod roof part of the you know, reality of, of Swedish? Is that how Swedish homes are built? Yeah, if you really think about it, if you think of old world architecture before before you had any conventional roofing, um, going back, you know, to early early days in the United States before there was even conventional roofing, um, it was standard procedure to use um, sod and mud and whatever else you could on a roof. Um, the, the roof design that we have, are, the roofs that, that the buildings that we have actually came from Norway, and um, the roof itself has been uh, on the on the restaurant since 1973, and it was just this summer that we actually replaced the roof, uh, the entire roof, and put a, a new grass roof system on uh, on the roof. And so, from 1973 to 2011, that's longer than you would get the life of a conventional roof. So oh it acts my. as a great it acts as a great insulator um, in the in in the winter, and um, sure. it helps us cool, keep it nice and cool during the summer months. So, you know, technically speaking, we were the first <laughs> green roof in North America before <laughs> green roof became before it became real popular. I love it. That is wonderful, Lars. Let's step back for a moment and talk a bit about the Swedish heritage of that part of Wisconsin, and particularly Door County. Door County itself is heavily Scandinavian. It reminds a lot of immigrants that came to the United States, whether it was from Sweden, Norway, Finland, Iceland, Denmark, it, it reminds them of, of their old country, their home country. And that's why a lot of people immigrated uh, to the northern part of Wisconsin. And if you think of Door County, uh, we're surrounded by water. And um, the, the Scandinavians really appreciate water and appreciate the, the natural beauty of the the natural environment, and, and Door County is surrounded by water uh, with the peninsula jutting out into Lake Michigan. And the Scandinavian heritage is really a huge uh, part of our our culture here in Door County. Uh, we're talking, by the way, with Lars Johnson, whose family owns uh, the Al Johnson Swedish Restaurant and Boutique. And by the way, Boutique is spelled B-U-T-I-K, which I'm going to guess is Swedish version? It is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, indeed. And the, the other spelling, which most people are familiar with, would be, I think, French. Yes, yes. We're the French version. So what are some of the things that you, you carry in the boutique that are unique to the place? Well, we carry a lot of um, gifts and clothing from Scandinavia, a lot of a lot of sweaters, Norwegian sweaters and Scandinavian sweaters, a lot of dishes from Scandinavia, silverware, glassware, and a lot of gifts that you would find in, a, in an enormous amount of um, food selections, whether it be from candy to breads to bakery products to um, lingonberries. We're the largest importer of lingonberries in the United States, which wow. is a cross between a cranberry and a currant, and they only grow wild in Scandinavia. Um, but you do, you do find them in in Canada and in Alaska. It needs the midnight sun, and ah. it's a very it's a very delicate berry, and it goes great with our Swedish pancakes. And <laughs> I always say that you know true Swedes really use uh, lingonberries also with uh, meat products, whether it be Swedish meatballs or pork products or, or even fish or you can, um, lingonberries go great with just about anything. Now, tell me, other than the, the Swedish costumes that are there, are, are there any real Swedes still there? Well, yeah. Um, actually, my mom is, is still with us, and my mom is, is a real, I mean, she's the... Um, the real deal. Yeah, of the family, and I, we lost our dad um, a year ago. Oh, I'm sorry. And, but the tradition goes on, and... and 
he instilled in us his hard work ethic and and you know always being a part of the community and reaching out to the community and my mom is my mom immigrated to the United States when she was 16 years old and her family still lives in Sweden so we're very close and and we also have our our head chef our kitchen manager is from Sweden along with our our boutique yekware buyer she is from Sweden she's relocated here to the here to the village of Sister Bay and we also have a couple of other um second generation or first generation Swedes that have relocated to the northern door county tell me a little bit about sister bay i mean it it must have a rather colorful history too uh, was it originally one of the fishing villages on the peninsula uh, yeah all of the all of the little villages here in sister bay uh in door county and were fishing was an integral part of of door county whether it be for the fresh white fish or the Lake Michigan uh, perch, um, from a commercial standpoint and also from a sportsman standpoint, both are huge parts of our industry. Also, agriculture plays, plays a huge part in the Door County area because of the influx of the cherry and the apple orchards. That's right. Uh, they're they're very important to the community and and uh, they play a great role uh, for all of us in tourism as well. But no lingonberry bushes. No lingonberry bushes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, um, they. They only grow in Scandinavia, and that therefore the the price becomes very competitive and and cost prohibitive at times. Yeah. But we're able to you know work with the Scandinavians, whether it be the Finns or the Norwegians or the Swedes, in order to find a great supply. Oh, that's great. And, uh, and I think the old Soviet Union, you know, they're they're actually um, we're actually starting to find some things out of the old oh. Soviet Union. As well. Now, Lars, I've got to ask you about the goats. Were, now, were the goats an integral part of these roofs elsewhere, or did you was it like a novelty that you brought in? <laughs> well, you know, the, the true story about the goats um, when we built when we remodeled the restaurant in 1973, we brought the logs over. Uh, one of my dad's closest, closest friends every year would give him a birthday gift, and that particular year it happened to be a billy goat. And, <laughs> um, and my dad's closest friend decided that that billy goat was going to go up on uh, on the roof. And from that point forward, in 1973 uh, till today, the goats have been a part of of the operation. You know, a few years ago we were advised that we needed to also get a trade dress for the goats on the roof, which has caused some um, concern because I think that, you know, initially what happens is that you think that you you, know, you have the right to have the only place with the goats on the roof. Mm-hmm. But we're not interested in, in putting other places out of business. We're interested in, in working with other people. But this happened to be our idea, and, you know, ideas are protected. And, and I'll be darned. That, that, that is something that we have actually... The United States Patent and Trade Dress Office issued us a trade dress a few years I'll ago. I'll be done. For, for goats on the roof? How big a herd is it? Well, I, I mean, I traditionally will keep anywhere up there, anywhere on the roof, from um, goats from four to eight goats per day. And uh-huh. they're they're only on the roof from the hours of 8 a.m. to about 6.30, 7 o'clock in the evening. As daylight savings, as it gets darker in the I fall, you. though, yeah. you know, then, then that doesn't happen. And they're only there on days that are great days. They're never there if it's too hot or sure. if it's too cold or if it's raining. So there are days that they do take off. How do the goats get up on the, the roof and in where they live normally? We have a farm about about just a couple of miles outside of town from the restaurant, and it's a 40-acre um, farm, and they have access to all the acreage at the farm plus a big red barn. And 
and every day when we come to pick them up, they're excited to go. <laughs> we, just, we back up to their fence pendant area and their pasture area, and, and whoever decides to go that day um, gets to go for the day. I love it. And the rest stay back. I'm sure that if they could speak for themselves, they enjoy seeing the people as much as the people enjoy seeing them. Well, they got to be, so you they, know, pardon the pun, but very gotogenic. <laughs> there you go. Yep, indeed. <laughs> very gotogenic. Yeah. I bet it is a big photo opportunity for everybody who comes to, to, to visit the place. It is. It, it is definitely a Kodak moment for people taking pictures and oh. video and what, whatever else, because it's something you probably not, you won't see anywhere else in the United States. Yeah, it uh, is. So it's, it's a remarkable. Well, folks, if you want to see it, you have to go to Al Johnson's Swedish Restaurant and Boutique. Lars, thank you so much for sharing with us here on American Road Trip Talk. And definitely, you want to put that on your itinerary, people, uh, both for a great meal, but also for some remarkable sights there with the goats on the roof. Lars, thank you very much for being with us. You're very welcome. Thank you. Mardi Gras may be a memory, but Louisiana is anxious for you to find out about all its rich history, from its French-Canadian south on the Gulf to its German north. Find out more at www.louisianamaintomain.org. If you like these podcasts, then you'll love the digital edition of our magazine. Go to AmericanRoadMagazine.com and click on the Preview Our Magazine icon. You'll get a sample of the digital layout and the opportunity to sign up for electronic delivery of our next issues. While you're on the homepage, check out our blogs, trip suggestions, special deals, sweepstakes, and so much more. You can even friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Till we meet again on the American Road for another trip talk, this is your host, Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey. 